batting around, it's batting around. It's baseball podcast. I'm your co-host, Jane Oss. With me as always is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. Yo. Yo, indeed. Everyone uh, listening to this this podcast, I'm sure we're very excited because it's Super Bowl Sunday. That's the thing that this this podcast cares about a lot. Yeah. We're all secretly huge Chiefs or Niners fans, and we just never talked about it <laughs> till today. <laughs> I will talk about why I uh, hate the Chiefs at some point. I don't know if I've ever talked about that on this, but no, I have I personal grudge against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, organization oh. from, uh, okay. from my younger days. I used to live in the town where they, they used to have their like summer training camp, and it was it was college town, and they would come into town every every summer when the town was otherwise great because it was like free of college kids and it was just like a nice sleepy little town. But the football players would come in and they were always assholes. You just see like, uh, you know, some six foot seven guy uh, at Walgreens, like just like huge guy, uh, you know, peeling out of the parking lot or something or double parked in some expensive car and just like, God damn it. And I used to live like right next to one of the fields where they would practice at. And there would just be like these weird jock sniffers going through the dumpster to take like shoe boxes and like thrown away shoes and stuff. It was very strange, but they were always pricks. They didn't tip, didn't like them, did not like, did not like it when the Kansas city chiefs came to town, but I do want them to win because it will drive all the people crazy. Like I have found a bunch of people saying Taylor Swift is a literal witch and she's rigging it for the, uh, <laughs> for the chiefs for Biden, um, which has been great. So since, so update on what we talked about last week, I have found those people. They exist. Yeah. All the people who have been saying since 2015 that they don't watch football anymore are all really mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> all the people that burned all their stuff after Kaepernick really do care deeply about this. No, I'm excited. Uh, not really because of the um, football, uh, because I'm going to a friend's house and I um, am cooking a bunch of food for it. What are you cooking, What's Lauren? on the menu? I, As the two of you know, I uh, was recently gifted. A lovely, fascinating new piece of technology called the GE Profile Indoor Smoker. Mm-hmm. I got it on Friday, and I've cooked four things on it since. And I'll probably do another one today before mm-hmm. I go to the game. And I have a, a bit of a surprise. I have live on the air for our audio-only podcast <laughs> the first ever slice of batting around brisket. Oh, Ooh. look at that! Look at the, look at yeah. the crust on that. Dripping. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go in for the first bite. I'm so jealous of this thing. <laughs> this this is like a Lauren gadget that I like really do wish I had. <laughs> really good. I also am really, really happy that you have this because now you don't have to do your gorilla illegal rooftop smoking anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can get rid of the hoodie that I have to <laughs> wear while I'm up there. And the ski mask. Yeah. Just Lauren smoking meats <laughs> in a balaclava. Looking like Pussy Riot up on... <laughs> <laughs> On the roof of your building so you can smoke a turkey. No, but this thing is awesome. Like, I don't know. I've been seeing your posts about it. And I'm like, this is just unreal. Like, you're just like making a rack of ribs inside your apartment. And like, just like, yeah, oh, no smoke. It's, it's oh. eight feet from my for my smoke alarm. Not not a single bit of smoke entered my apartment through this. But it is producing real smoke, oh. to be clear. But there is basically a little catalytic converter in there that turns the smoke into what I've been calling barbecue air. <laughs> and then I that into my apartment. It's great. So far, I've done ribs. I did uh, some chicken thighs, which turned out really good. Oh. Uh, the brisket I started last night, and then during the day, I did a, 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 a cheese dip for the game. Right? It's you know, it's got three racks in it. It's like a vertical smoker rather than like a. a it, it's a pellet smoker, but it's built more like a, an electric vertical smoker rather than like a bed type smoker. 
There's three racks above each other. Are you using the built-in temperature probe? I'm looking at the website right now. Oh, Yeah, it just plugs right in. Although some people say it runs a little hot. Um, Some people Mm. recommend using an independent probe, which I might go down that route eventually. But for now, it's working great. (laughs) I just got a little built-in probe that just like sits in the oven and you pop it in the meat when it gets in there. But um, yeah, for the dip, what I did was I took uh, three, I did two of those little um, like bunt cake pans, filled them with Velveeta and Colby Jack and some goat cheese. Oh, fuck. And onions and poblano peppers and a jalapeno pepper. A little bit of beer. Then middle rack, I did about three quarter pounds of just like loose Mexican chorizo uncooked. Top rack, I did some, a couple just like from the store, you know, pre-made, pre-wrapped bacon, jalapeno, cheese, whatever they're called. A couple of those on the top rack. And then it was a little smoke for about two hours. So the drippings from both of those things went in. Ugh. Then I broke up the chorizo and put it in the cheese dip. Oh, my God. Then I added tomato. I added tomato this morning because the tomato is really nice to touch. It's a little fresh tomato. Unreal. Yeah, this God is... Damn. This thing is ridiculous. I fine. I want one. <laughs> I want to get... I don't, the thing I'm is... S- sorry for doing GE advertising <laughs> here, but... I do want one is, of these. It is expensive. It's $700, yeah. but that's the same price as a Traeger. Mm-hmm. But what you already have to pay for this kind of grill, except yeah. it's indoors. It's fully automated. You don't have to go outside or have outdoor space to use it. And it's it's really pretty reasonable for the amount of space you can get on it. I, yeah. I got six pounds of brisket in there, and there's a whole other rack I could have added if I had a bigger brisket. Yeah, and it's just like, it's it's not like so big that like cleaning would be a pain in the ass either. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I don't live in a place where I can have a, a grill, like a proper outdoor grill right yeah. now. But like, oh, if I wanted to go make a steak for myself or, you know, a couple pieces of chicken for myself, that's kind of a pain in the ass because you have this whole big thing to clean then. It's great. Yeah, it's comparable in size to a small dishwasher, which I oh. think is very reasonable for most people to fit into their homes. How about how about, you know, send it a little send it one of those <laughs> my way, GE. Uh, <laughs> Send one to me and Steven. Huh. Yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just we'll split this into a barbecue podcast. I have no problem with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine yeah. with I'm that. I'm pretty sure yeah. the the gay uh, the LGBT um podcast lane is also wide open. We we were the only ones at the time doing that for baseball. I'm pretty sure we could pivot and still be like unique in our category. The gay barbecue one too. Now, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll pull pork butt in there. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Well, I guess we can get into baseball while we're still a baseball podcast. <laughs> Pitchers catchers reporting pretty wow. soon here as we're recording this on the 11th. They are reporting, you know, the 14th, 15th, 16th around that area, depending on your team. I love how uh, antiquated this is still like sort of considered a big deal in like pop culture among baseball people. It's still like, Oh, that's when it all kicks off. But it's also just such a haphazardly unmarketed thing. It's still just like show up when you want to. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. an incredible non-event in, in terms of what's actually happening. Right. I mean, it's just like part of the ritual of of starting the season again. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's the I know we talked a lot about Groundhog's Day last week, but it's kind of like the Groundhog's Day. Everybody's like, yeah, pitchers and catchers, let's go. We're looking. It's we're we're counting the days. It's so exciting. They're finally back. And then when they get back, it's like, all right, well, anyway, we still have to wait for baseball. Yeah. I mean, there's still not going to be a game for a couple weeks. Yeah, and... it's just like, cool, they're there. Now what? Unless you're like us or, you know, the, the kind of nerds that do pay attention to little roster moves and things like that. Like, it's there, there's nothing essentially happening for a while still. Yeah, I, I compare it to, you know, there's some directors who say, and action, and everything happens. 
Mm-hmm. Baseball is directed by the guy who says, okay, when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just a different style. But yeah, we're going to start getting all of the best shape of his life articles. We're going to start getting like prospect. Oh, is he going to get, you know, called up and stay with the team after all the same stories we get every year? Yeah. Uh, and then end of next week, I think we have our actual first games, which are even then not really the first two games. Because it's like the starter will come in for one inning. Uh, Mookie Betts will get one at bat and then go play golf. It's great. <laughs> no, he'll go bowling. I think he does both. Yeah, I'm probably. Sure. All these guys Mookie... golf. It would be funny if he was just like, oh, I can't wait to get to the bowling alleys in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> the, these ones over here, the grapefruit side, are so much better. Uh, oh, or wait. the cactus side are so much better than the ones they had when I was with Boston over in Florida. These Arizona bowling alleys are, are so much better. <laughs> Mookie Betts apparently has a YouTube channel. I just I googled Mookie Betts yeah. golf, and the first thing is like a YouTube monetized, like optimized. I spent a day with pro golfers, like all caps thing. He doesn't need to be a YouTuber too. He doesn't need to be a, like a good one. Yeah, I think is he there, has podcasts. Is there too. one thing that this guy is bad at? Yeah, uh, not <laughs> apologizing for Trevor Bauer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not being like yeah, okay, good okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is I don't know that. I'm still kind of hung up on that because that was that was such an insane thing to say because like by all other by all other reports he was a terrible teammate and everyone fucking hated him <laughs> so I really don't know why Mookie Betts did that anyway yeah unprompted which was the which was ridiculous well I think someone right. was asking him about Trevor Powers I don't think it was like totally unprompted oh I thought it was no he no it was it was somebody asked him about it and. Instead of saying the right thing, which was just, uh, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> yeah. He went off on the whole thing. But anyway. Yeah, I did do a bit of psychosabermetrics about about that subject, if you want to get into oh, it. Oh, yeah, I saw this. We'll transition into that. So new psychosabermetrics. What do we got, Lauren? Well, first time it's been so long since we did a psychosabermetrics. We dropped the idea of having a psychosabermetrics like uh, sound, like sound bite that plays. Oh, yeah. Some kind of music drop. I, I'd like to revisit that in case I get back into it this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Uh, Trevor Bauer was like crying uh, on Twitter about how no one would sign him. Just out of curiosity, I uh, went through all 200 something replies to that. Most of which was like the saddest losers on earth being like, I'm signed with my team, bro. We would mm-hmm. love to have you in X city name. Uh, and I just did the, did the math on what fan bases seemed most aggressively interested in signing Trevor Bauer. I don't think the results will be too surprising. Um, I also don't... Well, I want to say I don't think this is necessarily representative much because probably 90% of these were people who pay for Twitter. Yeah. Uh, not a good indicator of humanity broadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of how Twitter works now where the checkmark replies the people paying for them just go to the top. Making basically any like big tweet unusable. Mm-hmm. Like, unreadable. Uh, yeah, unreadable. Awful. Yeah, because you just like you you can't like it takes forever to scroll down to get to a reply to somebody that's not a sociopathic idiot most of the time. like Or so like a, a bot or a scam. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't think the bots are at the level now where they're, they're like tagging Billy Epler and asking him to sign anyone. So I think we're still at least one iteration of ChatGPT away from that. So I, I'm somewhat convinced these are real people. They're just not humanity's best and brightest. Anyway, I charted yeah. the responses versus... Uh, I, I counted the responses uh, by, by fan base. And I called the chart, I'm calling the chart the Miserable Loser Index. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the, in first, the MLI. <laughs> the MLI. I, I don't think the results are too surprising. First, in first place, by a mile, like a huge margin, over 20, 
20. The next one that's not even 15 uh, is the New York Yankees. Not surprising. A lot of people saying, come to New- come to the Bronx, bro. We'll love you here. Uh, second place, this was a little bit of a surprise, not that much of a surprise, was unfortunately the Philadelphia Phillies. Not a, not remotely a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> 12 or 13 people weighing in saying, hey, come to Philly, bro. Yeah. Uh, and I do think there's something to this where uh, the fan bases that care the most about, I don't know, the, a lot of the teams that are towards the top are teams that are like, yeah, the, they probably do need starting pitching. They just don't need this starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place, this is a bit disappointing because I'm, I'm a bit of an apologist for this, this team. Over 10, the only other team with over 10 votes counted is the Cardinals. We really do try to get away from the whole like Cardinals fans are Nazis thing. Because it's it's this it's, it's not tired. true it's tired but like yeah not covering yourself in glory here Cardinal fans and, and like the next couple here I, I don't think we really need to go team by team here uh, well like... the Braves are number four and that makes sense too. <laughs> yeah yeah I would say the next tier here is really Braves Pirates Red Sox Red Red Sox makes a lot of sense too yeah okay <laughs> Pirates yeah, are long weird. history of of scumbag Twitter people on that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like there's a huge swath where it's like four or five. That's like really kind of the baseline kind of chud percentage of a fan base. That's yeah, everyone from like the Brewers to the Rangers to the Marlins had to the Rockies to the like the Padres. Yeah. Surprised like, to see the twins so low, but I think that's just representative of how few twins fans there are on Twitter <laughs> yeah. compared to other ones. Uh, I will well, that's say kind though, of the surprise. It's weird yeah. that the Twins and the Astros each only had one person requesting he goes. The there. Astros having one is the most surprising thing on this chart. And you know, if you if we break away from just you know that one tweet, that very small sample size, I will confirm that there are a lot of idiots on like Twins or on mm. Minnesota sports Twitter that are like, just he's innocent. He yeah, was you proven you... <laughs> innocent. Yeah, he admitted that he beat up a woman while she was unconscious, but he's innocent. Like, <laughs> there's there's plenty of that going around, and like ugh, just the worst, like Vikings Avi or you know front facing camera from a low angle in their truck Avis. A lot of those guys are mm-hmm. begging the begging the twins to sign Trevor Bauer. I really? love your established feud with. Minnesota sports Twitter as a whole. It's, it's, it's pretty, very funny. It's pretty bad. <laughs> there, there's been some kind of fun stuff with the uh, the the Timberwolves right now, though. Mm. Like, I, I do mm-hmm. like that there's a video that people post a lot when uh, Timberwolves win, where it's like you know, like a little like fan cam sort of thing, uh, but it plays Werewolves of London by Warren Spahn, <laughs> but it just goes uh, woo, and then it holds the. Ooh, for like a really long Great. time it's very very funny i do I, I love that every time but yeah that's fun yeah the yeah. only the only time i see minnesota sports twitter in my timeline or did back when i used it was when uh eagles fans were mercilessly bullying good. them good uh because <laughs> they deserved every every second of that uh for being pearl clutching little babies I, th- I think there's something to like smaller market fan bases like that, like the twins or like I see this. I saw a little bit of this way the time back. So it's more involved with that side of social media where it's like it's it's kind of like. um If you live in an apartment that like you kind of hate uh, but can't really get out of and you have friends over, they'll see mm. the nice stuff. They'll see like the oh, it's a nice couch. You know, I like what you're doing with the decor here mm-hmm. and. and you only really see like the 
well, I, I saw like a, a cockroach there on the, on the wall last week. We're like, yeah, yeah I, you know, that's the stain I can't get out from the coffee maker when it when it leaks. Yeah, you like, try living with this tiny ass bathroom for two years. Lauren, you're hitting yeah. way too close to home right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's that's kind of what like regional sports social media is like sometimes. Like, yeah, you, you're in there all the time. You're seeing the really weird sicko shit that most people don't have to experience. They're just so they're just so dumb. <laughs> the twins, the twins, Twitter people are just so dumb. I saw a guy bitching about how cheap the poll ads are the other day, which is a very common thing. Has been my entire life. Call them poll ad pocket protectors, all this stuff. And but I saw a guy being like, "I'm sick of how cheap this team is. I'm sick of how cheap the blah 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 they all are." And his example that when press that he brought up was about how in 1999, uh, the Twins and the Marlins did a little swap, like had a little gentleman's agreement during the rule 1999 Rule 5 draft, where the Twins would draft one guy because they had like the higher pick, and the Marlins would draft another guy, and then they'd swap, and then the Twins would get $50,000. Just like a weird little maneuver. And he was complaining about this, but it was literally the guy involved that the twins got was johan santana like <laughs> like fucking the best like pitcher the twins have ever had C- come on no they're just they're just so stupid they're so stupid i can't get over it i think to your point about it being stupid i do want to point out that a pocket protector does not protect money it yeah protects, exactly <laughs> it protects you from getting ink on your shirt yes yes exactly it's for pens not for yeah. money <laughs> the analogy doesn't make any sense it's just like, you know, you got the triple alliteration. That's really that's really what it's there for. This is why I don't like alliteration. It's just it's 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 lowbrow. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, it tricks people into thinking that it's clever. Yeah. Ignore the batting around brisket from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we never said I'm we were at lowbrow. No, we're middle brow here. We shoot for midwit, yeah. Yeah. We're we're midwit, we're middle brow, yeah. Well, okay, miserable loser index. Add it to the uh, psycho psycho saber metrics wiki. <laughs> uh, there are other like uh, slightly more real uh, psycho saber metrics happening right now, and we do okay. have projections from Pakoda and Fangraphs, and those are the speaking of things that dumb people get mad about. People love getting mad at these. It's oh, very they love getting mad at it. Why? Why get mad at them? I feel bad for Meg. Meg especially seems to get a lot of it over at Fangraphs. Uh, seems mm. to get a lot of this because uh, some prediction will spit out and say, "Oh, the the Cubs have a one percent chance to win the World Series or something," mm-hmm. uh, and that's like, "Well, no, that you know they've got just as much a shot as anyone," and like it's really not it's not what the it's supposed to be doing or saying. Calm down, it's just not something worth getting mad at. It happens every year. It's people looking at this at these like purely mathematical projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, put out by you know BP or Fangraphs and being like, why do you hate my team? And it's just like, no, we're just doing math. We are just <laughs> doing math here. <laughs> we're not. We're not like looking at this and going like, okay, uh, yeah, your team has a you know twenty percent chance of winning the division. Uh, we're doing that based on vibes and how much we like you. It's like no, we're adding up all of these players, <laughs> you know, projected yeah. projected stats, doing like a little bit of math to see how they, uh, you know, how it how it all go down, and then simulating the season twenty thousand times. <laughs> My other favorite is when people are like, 
why isn't Texas projected to win the this division? They just won the World Series. It's like it doesn't matter what they did last year. That's yeah. another thing people really don't seem to get about these standings is that it does not matter what your team did last year. The Orioles, for example, are projected to be third and Dakota anyway, um, are projected to be third in uh the third in fangraphs too. Okay, third in fangraphs too. And it's like, well, they won 101 games last year. It's like, oh, that's that's it's just not how this works. And they yeah. might yeah. also they they might have they might have gotten a little out out you know ahead <laughs> like last year they might have they might have been very uh, hard to do that twice. their coverage yeah yeah exactly. without a bunch of big free agents yeah mm-hmm. also like people also love going at the end of the year and looking back at these and being like well they counted us out even though we made it it's like well sorry they couldn't predict that Aaron Judge would like hurt his foot right like, that's not yeah that's not built into it either I'm actually surprised at how little is surprising about these. No, it's all pretty much what you'd expect. Usually when these come out, there's like something spicy in them, but like No. No. That's, that's I guess like what some people might be kind of surprised the Cardinals are winning the NL Central, but it's such a shit show. Like, no, the Cubs haven't really improved that much. They lost some guys in free agency. I say I'm gonna say something about the, the Cardinals here. Mm-hmm. We are in an election year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good for uh anybody who doesn't want Donald Trump to be elected again. And the Cardinals are now projected, you know, to go from worst to first in their division. And if anyone can make a scrappy run at the World Series, they they could close the portal to hell just in time. The the Cubs opened it up in 2016. The Cardinals have the opportunity to to shut it down now in 2024. That would set us up for a situation where Trump, Trump literally has a heart attack the day before the election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be great. If sometime in the next few months... If Joe Biden dies or steps down uh, and, you know, lets somebody else run, I'm putting my money on the Cardinals to win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kamala's suddenly the top of the ticket. And, like all the polling is saying she wins like 54 to like Donald Trump 45 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Automatically <laughs> yeah. put like a put put just put like a bill on St. Louis. Yeah. Putting a dime yeah. on St. Louis here. Yeah. <laughs> well, the central divisions still look real bad though uh looking at these at these standings no way around that. yeah yeah no way around that the yeah st louis like predicted to win that like you know with like by winning 85 games yeah doesn't look great doesn't look great over projection of wins for the twins in the central on on the fan are you looking at the fan graphs one? oh fan graphs yeah 84 yeah, 84 yeah. yeah oh that actually is a pretty interesting projected win difference fan graphs says dodgers expect to win 93 games Baseball perspective says 101. Oh, wow. That's a pretty big swing. Atlanta, too, actually. Braves, yeah, 98 projected wins versus 100, 101. Yeah. It's a whole lot of season to play, though, before mm-hmm. we get that far. And, uh, yeah, they do actually have to play here. So still some free agents up on the board that are significant. Yeah. There's been some well, signings. We Where do we want to start here? Well, I think Bobby Wood Jr. is probably the most interesting of these um, from a contract perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like uh, now automatically the Royals the biggest star uh, 23 years old shortstop uh, yeah. put up almost 64 last season locked in now for an 11 year $280 million contract with I think three no four opt-outs starting in 2030 with club options mm-hmm. 2035 and 37 it's a, a pretty like standard as far as these big contracts for young players go where it's like yeah if he had stuck it out and remained good could have been set up to make a lot more money or shorter number of years but it's still such a life-changing amount of money it's like yeah okay 
if the team gets more value out of it than he, or if he puts out more value than to the team than the actual dollars is getting in, it's not really a big, you know, crime against humanity or anything. Yeah, I can't really blame any of these guys for doing that. For no. just being like, I'll just, you know, I'll just take the uh, generational wealth starter pack here uh, yeah. <laughs> and and get out. Yeah, that's it really that's matter fun. if like your your it, is it important that your great 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 grandkids are rich. Or you're gonna hold that for your great 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 grandkids. <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly, exactly. Either either one gets you in the survival bunker in in 30 years. So I don't know. Let's let's be honest. I don't know. I, I would like to see a study at some point of like how well specifically you know sports contract generational wealth holds up. Like what kind of decisions are made <laughs> by the the descendants to keep that going. Uh, yeah, I can't see like the grandchildren of one of these guys like still having all that money and making great decisions. I think the smart ones like do like the the dealership move and buy like a Mm -hmm. big enough business that they kind of get to be like the feudal lord of their suburb Mm -hmm. and like dictate local politics and be the the biggest guy, you know, in (laughs) the suburb of Missouri where you will spend uh, the rest of your days. You're, You're just turning your like granddad's contract with like with the pirates into becoming like boss tweed of <laughs> like some <laughs> suburb yeah some, yeah a city like the, the, the fifth biggest city in indiana yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's a smart move you land probably. Like yeah probably i'm not looking forward to him uh just kicking the shit out of the twins i mean it's i'm not worried about the royals but he's gonna terrorize the twins for a long time i think that's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be very fun. Yeah, the Kansas City rebuild as a whole, you kind of need guys like that around. Well, it's true. The current it's crop true. isn't gonna do it. Maybe the one after will be. And he'll be there to kind of support him. Who else we got for for signings here? I think at this point it's really just defined by who hasn't signed. Well, there was Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, and Gary Sanchez to the Brewers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm happy for for Gary. Yeah, me too. Didn't he have like a surprising bounce back back like back half last last year? Uh, yeah, he he put a. One and a half war and going to sixty light appearance. That's pretty good. Great. Yeah, great. Good for him. That's worth the one year seven million dollar deal. I've always just he's one of those guys where I'm like, I just want him to be happy. Ever since like he got just absolutely yeah. treated like shit in mm-hmm. New York, you know? It's you know, it's it's him and Tommy Pham are the two guys that I mostly just like I just want him to be happy. <laughs> you did your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did your bit already here. Let's yeah. No, good for him. But yeah, I said Kershaw is probably the other big one signed for this year and then with a player option for 2025 and i'm pretty sure it's like a very incentives laden contract as well yeah like if he wants to yeah right he's got to actually like you know make certain amount of starts to make like uh you know the the amount of money but i don't know it feels more like a retirement year sort of thing but they're very much i think paying him to be in the clubhouse yeah right yeah he's in he's coming back from injury the earliest he could play is july ish according to his manager or according mm-hmm. to what he said to reporters, uh, July-ish, mm-hmm. August-ish. So yeah, they're paying him $5 million over the next few years just kind of like be in there and help the younger pitchers and maybe teach them how to throw a curveball. Yeah, which is and it would it would be it would be kind of weird, honestly, if like this new like mega blockbuster Dodgers team that's kind of, you know, being set up for future for like, you know, as the next generation of it was already a, you know, a huge powerhouse of an organization and now it's taken to another level it'd be weird if like kershaw wasn't there for at least a little bit of it like yeah, if he had just signed with the like, rangers yeah. this year it would have been weird 
he's kind of like the last player link there I can think of who like mm-hmm. had a personal relationship with Vince Scully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. a that's a legacy to the, that the team doesn't want to give up easily. Right, right. That uh, yeah, that makes sense. And he'll bring in more than five million dollars in New Jersey sales alone. So yeah, yeah, worth a roster spot. I know we've you know he's a weird Christian fundamentalist guy. We we talked about that before plenty, but. Well, I guess he's like a great clubhouse, you know, guy to talk to, shoot the shoot with. He'll probably be like a pitching coach there in two or three years if he wants yeah. to be. Yeah, like you said, we were going to say before we started talking about Kershaw, there's the guys that haven't been been signed yet. Yeah, still waiting on like Jordan Montgomery and Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell. And J.D. Martinez, I'd say they're their fourth one who's significant enough to... Right, 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 right. Yeah. Less so than the other three. He's he's uh, it's I think he's harder harder to project more clearly in the rear view of his mirror of his career. But um yeah. Uh Montgomery isn't really a surprise to me. Ballinger isn't really a surprise to me. Blake Sandella has two Cy Youngs now. It's mm-hmm. it's kinda weird he's still a free agent. I don't know. Mm. Nobody likes watching him pitch. No, it's it's miserable. <laughs> I think what? that that's a, that's probably got something to do with it. Like nobody nobody enjoys of watching a Blake Snell outing, it's kind of miserable. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's like it. Maybe there's a contrast between him and Jordan Montgomery and like the what's like the the Chad innings eater kind of meme, mm-hmm. uh, where Montgomery's going to throw 170, 180 innings and Blake Snell might get 130. I don't know. He just got off right. a 180 IP season, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's proven that he's more durable than people. Bellinger's also weird to me. I, 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 but I'm, I'm high on Bellinger. I always happen. I'm interested to see where he ends up. And that was a really great story from last season. I think a really great storyline from last season yeah. is him having, you know, that, uh, that bounce back year after some like really miserable, miserable years where he, like, he fell a long way. Yeah, he yeah. went from being one of the most fun and dynamic players in the game to just being unwatchable. Yeah. You know, he, he had his, his make good year, but then we're kind of getting back into the free agency stuff that we saw, you know, in 2017, 2018, where it's it's a lot slower than yeah. the a yeah. couple of the past years, which is probably more of the norm than those faster. Mm-hmm. I've seen people saying that. Yeah, uh, it is. It is like it is really a, a bummer, I think, for him specifically. And for the, I don't know why the Cubs won't like. They're projecting three, three wins behind the Cardinals by both those projection systems. Mm-hmm. You sign that, and Co- you sign Cody Bellinger, and suddenly you're ahead of them by, by one. Yeah, I, I, I have to imagine like the Cubs are going to resign. I hope so. They've been making other moves. Like I don't know. It's like why not push uh, some chips in for that? It seems. Yeah. It seems smart. If he was on the Cubs last year, so maybe they know something. But I mean, <laughs> that we don't. Pete Crow Armstrong is going to get sixty percent of their center field playing time right now, mm-hmm. according to the depth chart here. Uh, Cody Ballinger is a better player than Pete Crow Armstrong. Maybe I don't know. Uh, one had a four four wins. The other one's twenty one years old and uh, uh, got had a one hundred and six WRC plus in AAA last year. Yeah, just a couple other ones here. Whit Merrifield still on the board. Jorge Soler. Tim Anderson. Let's talk about another fall. Mm. Matt Chapman. Ugh. Matt Chapman. <laughs> Clevenger. Ugh. Another guy that's miserable to watch pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that actually reminds me. For the exact opposite reason, Corey Kluber announced his retirement this week. I loved watching Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber at his peak 
just an incredible pitcher to watch. The, the Klubinator, awesome player. Very fun guy to watch, yeah. I think it was uh, Foolish Bailey, Foolish Baseball Bailey, who was uh, posting about like the list of pitchers who have won two Cy Youngs, but not, but aren't in the Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. he is like squarely on that list of people who are like dominant in, at their at their peak, but just injuries or whatever else couldn't couldn't make it last. Yeah. If you like, yeah. if you go back to before, like the worst of the innings, he's like one of those guys like Kershaw. I would say like you're watching it like a a, a Hall of Famer uh, pitch. Yeah, I mean, he's in, he's in the Twins division, so I watched a lot of that. It was a, I, mm-hmm. you know, saw the Twins be on the receiving end of a lot of that. So, yeah, it was, it, he truly was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. 2014, what an incredible year for pitching. Guess we can talk about uh, the Billy Epler suspension. Yeah, that's funny. That's another, that's another self-owned coming from the men. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad that, like, there really is something about that org, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, think... they, they just keep on giving us good shit to talk about. Yeah, I think it's the media market mostly that causes it, ultimately. And just they're not structurally as defensive about that as the Yankees, so we see more of it. I don't know. But yeah, Billy Epler has been placed on the ineligible list through the 2024 World Series because he was, him him specifically, the, this press release here is written to suggest that he is the only one involved with this somehow, which I don't know if I really believe that. There's no way but, that's true. No, there's absolutely no, no way. The specific charge here is improper use of injured list replacements, including the deliberate fabrication of injuries and the associated submission of documentation for the purposes of securing multiple improper injured list placements during the 2022 and 2023. Like when this happened, you could just hear like a resounding, like, gulp, like, oh no, sort of sound <laughs> from I think every other, ma- uh, you know, general manager, every other front office in the league. That's possible. Yeah, I I don't believe that <laughs> nobody else is doing this for a second, but it is just like the Mets to be the ones that get caught for it. Yeah, you're you're gonna be the example we make. That's very possible. That's totally plausible. Alter alternative theory, which is what I'm I'm gonna propose, is that they saw the Dodgers very successfully using the IL list to like stretch out starts and get guys rest and like make smart moves to bring up those fourth and fifth starters from AAA as needed doing it very efficiently and the Mets said hey they gotta be cheating so we should cheat too yeah <laughs> yeah no that's just like the Mets to like to, to try to imitate what the Dodgers are doing and just fall on their fucking faces yeah doing it doing like the, the dumbest crudest wrongest yeah. way possible we're gonna yeah. spend a ton of money well you missed the playoffs like we're gonna we're gonna manipulate yeah. the IL. Well, I guess your uh, your your manager is getting fired and suspended. You know, th- yeah, in you, disgrace. You, you did this win seventy five games. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to blow up your career forever. Yeah, perfect Mets story. I love it. Yeah, I used like they're saying like, oh no, it was just him doing this. But I saw in there saying like it was just him doing this. The way that it was worded and the thing that I read was funny because it was it was more about like nobody above him knew this was happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like yeah his assistants and stuff didn't know what was going on uh, or anything. It was like no no Uncle Steve had no idea. You can't. They should have just said Uncle guy. Stevie didn't know about this. That would have been clear. <laughs> That's what they yeah. should have said. Yeah, Uncle Stevie yeah. innocent. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Stevie lying too, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Just like Uncle Stevie had no idea about the forced feminization going on in his offices. 
uh, or any i'm sure the insider trading or other you know ske- sketchy deals that that went on were <laughs> under him <laughs> yeah yeah billy epler if you see like a, a, a bottle of pills on your desk that are small rectangle like uh blue ovals do yeah. not do not <laughs> pop that open those are not greenies those are not performance enhancing supplements just just yeah. put them in the trash those are not vitamins they're, they say 2MG <laughs> on them. Those are not vitamins. We should get some kind of like a, a slash fiction crossover where a player starts accidentally, like someone's like, hey, you want, you want to juice up, you know, make, make it to the bigs? Yeah. And he starts giving them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to exist, right? That has to be out there. It's, it's probably out I, there it somewhere. It absolutely yeah. is out there somewhere. Yeah. I do, I, no, I'm not going to dig for it. I'm just going to assume it exists <laughs> and move on. If our fans know it exists, you don't need to tell us. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny when we speculate on it and laugh about the idea of it. We do not need to see it. <laughs> We're not looking for it. Yeah. We do not need to tell the authors of it about us. It's okay. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Let's see here. There was some news with the Bally bankruptcy deal here. So they were in, you know, bankruptcy court with the Rangers, Guardians, and Twins. Uh, and it looks like, you know, Bally is just, you know, going bankrupt, going under. And that was, the, you know, it was bad, good news and bad news for, for these for these teams, I think. Especially, like, so I saw it as a Twins fan anyway. Because Twins were supposed to have one more year with Bally. But it looked like that was going to go under. And they're they're losing their deal, which is bad because that was a revenue that wasn't going to be coming in. So the Twins had to cut payroll. Uh, had to, you know. Mm-hmm. Big, big, huge <laughs> quotes around had to. Wow. It was going to be good news because they were going to be away from Bally and their stranglehold over everything and, you know, them owning any possibility of like streaming rights and, you know, things like that. And we even back in, uh, it was December when uh, the Twins announced play by play announcer Dick Bramer. They kind of were forcing him out, retiring, whatever. They're bringing on a new guy, Corey Provis. We all like, and Corey Provis at one point said, like, oh, it looks like we're going to have. You know, no more blackouts. There's going to be some new deal set up. No more blackouts for for local games. It's like this is great. This is great. It's great. But then what happens? Amazon comes in and mm-hmm. they're bailing out Bally, and so we're getting another year with Bally. It sucks. I mean, like they're doing the best uh, with their their bad situation, but like, ugh, it's really annoying. Like in one more year where where there's not a good streaming option locally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all it's these three teams now, but then like I was hoping that there'd be one some sort of bridge, you know, to kind of kick the can down the road for like a year until most of these other deals got off their RSN or most of the other teams what? in the league got off their RSNs and you know could could collectively do something. But this sucks. Why these three teams specifically? Because Bally is on a lot more than just these three teams. Every team is kind of on their own unique, like structured deal with Bally. Yeah. I, I don't know why these uh, are the three okay. teams in particular. I just assume they were the ones who, like, did, when this came up, they didn't have an alternative. Or it, it, it's just one of those situations where I think um, every team's deal is is fundamentally pretty different. I'm not gonna pretend to know a lot of the ins and outs of it. Like I, I've been, you know, I've even reading up on this, some of the stuff, it's not entirely clear. Uh, you can go read Evan Drellich. He's been um, in the Athletic. He's been covering this for for a while now. Yeah, um, it's important to know about. Like, for, as mm-hmm. it's important for, for someone to be writing about it, reporting on it. It's very mm-hmm. dry and boring in the specifics. Yep. For the same yep. reason that, like, I don't really care about arguing about like 
oh, the World Series did 6 million viewers less this year. I'm, I'm not the advertiser. I'm not paying for that. That's not my problem. Yeah. Where, yeah, where it does affect you is if you're, you know, a fan in market. That's yeah. that's mm-hmm. where it affects you. And that's what I'm really bummed out about. Because, like, it looked like there was going to be some sort of streaming option, even if it was like, okay, you can get the twins in market uh, streaming for, you know, however much a month. You know, as long as it was, like, significantly cheaper than getting a cable package, I was down for that. But, no. <laughs> I'm still yeah. not going to get a fucking cable package for this. I'm locked in on MASM for the same problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is what it is. Warren, I have been informed that you are getting back into fantasy baseball. Yes. Uh, my friend Hell Oregon yeah. got me into their league, which is a, mostly a bunch of weird uh, Vermont people, uh, which I'm very excited about. I'm, I'm leaning more and more into uh, how weird Vermont is. But I'm fascinated by it because it is using rules that didn't really exist for fantasy the last time I played, in that it's all based on, on Fangraph's points. Uh, and it mm-hmm. uses like it references Fangraph's statistics in linear weights in order to do, in order to calculate how many points you are awarded. So, uh, for and this is just way different from any other kind of fantasy baseball I played before. Um, and it, I think it really rewards things that are interesting. Like every single at bat a position player takes is minus one point, and then a hit is worth five point six, a double is worth two point nine on top of that, triple and home runner progressively more on top right. of it. And then there's points, fewer points given for stolen bases. It's weighted less, 1.9. There's a big penalty for caught stealing. That's one of the core stats. That's fun. Then on the pitching side, holds and saves are basically the same. And innings pitched Good. is like, like the that. only positive, other positive stat. Everything else is a negative. Giving up home runs, giving up hit by pitches, giving up walks, uh, et cetera. Uh, it's just all it cares about is innings pitched, strikeouts, holds and saves it's way better than having to give a shit about like even quality starts which are, are better than wins but still a dumb stat yeah yeah absolutely so my my strategy going into this is to just sign inning innings eaters in, in uh like eight good really good eight seventh or eighth inning setup guys we'll pitch 60 innings yeah that's that's my pitching strategy my hitting strategy is to just take the best available guy that sounds yeah, cool i'm really excited actually are you inheriting a team or is it a we you're redrafting every year sort of deal? Redrafting every I think this year it's redrafting every year. I think you know, I think it's a I think it's a new first season for this league. Oh, okay. So okay. we'll see how it goes. Okay, got but it. But I, I have started a spreadsheet. It is up to seven tabs. We'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Yeah, there That's it what is. I was there looking for. <laughs> My team is also called the hot doggers. That's also very on brand. The what? The hot doggers. The hot doggers. Yeah, I'm. Obs- I love that. I'm not good at pun names. I just do stuff like this. Was there anything else we wanted to hit on? Ah, uh, there's a couple mailbag questions that are pretty good. Okay, which mailbag questions do we want to do? I like Jana's question here about captain. Uh, could the captain role in baseball become meaningful if there are changes to umpiring and players getting the right to challenge calls in particular circumstances? In other sports mm-hmm. like rugby, the captain of the team's designated communicator between the ref and the team. That'd be cool. Because we talked about we talked about player managers, or we talked about captains last week, and yeah. we didn't really talk about player managers. We have in the past said we think player managers are cool. I like this idea of the the captain being the person who like argues with the ump and conveys the team's opinions to the ump. But on the other hand, uh, I think it's very important that baseball maintains its uh, hierarchical system of make work for former players, uh, yes. which is the coaching system. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't necessarily want to see a bunch bunch of uh, old guys kind of lose that sweet path to uh, uh, like a permanent gig for life 
Um, it's like you weren't a great player, but we're a pretty good clubhouse guy. Like I, I, I do, we maintain that tradition. I kind of like the idea of having a captain, of having like you know this guy that's kind of like a leader or a representative. But realistically, I don't like what it does for like pace of play stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to challenge this call. It's like, well, the fucking captain is out in left field. Like, mm, what are you gonna all go talk point. to him? Yeah, <laughs> unless unless it's like they in? default the catcher every time. Yeah, and we you can't really do that. And then that doesn't work. It's like, well, we got some new prospect coming up as a catcher. He's already got enough on his fucking mind, you know, trying to, uh, <laughs> you know, like call this game. Basically, does he need to also be that? Like, yeah. I, I just think that there are too many little problems in in you know realistically that would that would come it's into a this. Fun but idea. I, yeah, I but... love the idea of like there being a captain that that means something. Maybe it's not that because I think we came down we came down against the idea of a captain just as a title last week, right? Because we don't want to give hockey anything. That's yeah, that's dumb. But having having that be a useful position would be really cool. It's just figuring out what mm -hmm. the captain do. should be the one who writes the chance that the team sings when the players come back to the dugouts. And they should just have a, a different chant for each player. And the captain's job is to write and conduct those. We got a lot to catch up on. It's like that one tweet about, uh, you know, American chants. It's, you know, a guy going defense, defense. And then, the, <laughs> and then like British chants are like, all right, lads, I've come up with a uh, a song set to Claire de Lune about the uh, opposing <laughs> keepers drink driving <laughs> charge. All right, on three boys. Like I love that. <laughs> I think yeah. that that like if we had more stuff like that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be really healthy for baseball culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we need more of those. Need more of those. But Americans, they they really are just too stupid for it. Yeah, we we there's there's something about it. We just don't have that have that culture. Yeah, I don't think it's bringing the right fans. I think baseball is too, if if tickets were still a dollar, you could do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it was four or five dollars to go to a game, you could have bleacher sections that were all doing like the Aaron Judge kind of kind of shit, <laughs> right? In right, every right, ballpark. Right. Yeah, it could just be like you know, oh, this is like an after work uh, activity I do with other coworkers that I kind of like. Yeah. It's kind of cheap, like it's like basically like doing a happy hour if it was cheap enough. But like, exactly, it's too expensive to drink there. It's too expensive to get in in the first place. That's probably a big. Yeah, that's true. It's probably a huge impediment to this. People go one or two games a season. A lot of the right. times, and you can't really build a fan culture around that. God yeah. knows, American soccer play soccer is trying. Well, they're trying yeah. so hard. I go to DC United games, and they're out there with the big, big ass drum, and like, yeah, it's it's like forty or fifty people per game. But hell, if they're giving it a shot, and I admire that. You know, until they're throwing road flares out onto the field, I, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it's like you know, go go all in on this, you pussies. DC United yeah. will never be that. Maybe the Philadelphia Union will be. That's different kinds of fan base the sons of ben are really cool i know a few guys in there yeah but they're the ones who are going to lead the way on on destroying public like, destroying public property after a game it's not yeah. going to be the dc dc fan base. no yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but the the they play in chester so there's really oh. there's really not a lot to destroy down there mm -hmm. that is part of the problem too is so many leagues are outside like the urban yeah, it's, now it's such a bummer that they didn't get their stadium in philly yeah. Like it's like a if if I'm working in the office, it's like three metro stops to get to the to the Nats Park, or literally a block if I want to go to a hockey game. Most teams mm -hmm. don't have that anymore. That's a shame. That is a big yeah. part of like, well, I'm not doing anything else tonight. Let's just go to a game. Yeah, you can't go. Yeah. You can't like do hooligan shit 
when you've like driven out to the suburbs and parked. Yeah, know? exactly. You got to be in a city. You got to be able to like make an escape and then get home on public transport if you're going to do. Oh, oh God, union, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> the union has a shuttle bus that they run to a bunch of different bars that take them back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the best that you could probably hope for in this yeah. in a situation like that. When you're trying to uh, like encourage hooliganism, yes. This is just like how people say that like you can't really do protests in the U.S. because everyone's too divided in suburbs. Same mm-hmm. thing here. You can't have like random property to property destruction after after a football game uh, because most people are like stuck out in isolated suburbs. Yeah, it's a real shame that we, car that... culture taking car culture. Mm. That seems like a pretty good place to end it there. Us encouraging uh, destruction of property. Uh, <laughs> not not really non actionable. It's parody. This we said it's hard. We didn't say it's a good. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Said it's entertaining. Not that it's good. Anyway, I think we'll end it there. We'll have some bonus episodes coming up. So go sign up on Batting Around's Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Batting Around. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.